Welcome to Recently Logged, where this week we're talking about Oppenheimer. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Without the beeping, we, I didn't we, know where we were going. We, we had no audio cue, so we just jump in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but here we are. We're back again. Talking about Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, but not, not the one you probably think Directed by of. Christopher Nolan. <laughs> not the Christopher Nolan one. We're talking about the uh, fringe character from Shane Acker's Nine. Which I did not know he was called. <laughs> is Opp- named Alan H- Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, uh, which I think really just adds to the uh, subtlety the, of Nine. The, the beautiful subtlety that they've worked into the DNA of Nine. It's a great, it's uh, a great touch. But anyway, I, my name is Robbie. And I'm Micah. And we're talking about nine. For those who don't we're know, talking about nine. Uh, <laughs> it's a. I don't know. I don't know how many people know about nine. You know, it seems like kind of a obscure movie. If you're listening to eyes. this, if you're listening to this, we're 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 not we're not dropping the series. We're still doing <laughs> Diary of a Wimpy Kid, yes. but often with our series, if you look back, uh, we we like take breaks in the middle. Yeah, I try try and break it up. So if you haven't seen the main series then you're not just like yeah bombarded with a bunch of of movies you're not just like oh look at this diary of wimpy kid trash exactly (laughs) but anyway let's uh tell the people what they need to know about the movie nine all right all right so we're talking about nine which is a 2009 film how many times are we gonna say nine in this a hundred and i mean it's an hour and 19 minutes okay okay (laughs) It's one of the few. Uh, it's one of the few PG thirteen uh, animated movies that I know uh, there of. Are very, there are very few out there. Indeed, uh, it, it is the little IMDb description is a ragdoll that awakens in a post apocalyptic future holds the key to humanity's salvation. Who'd have thought it? You can rent it on Prime for three ninety nine. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it got nine nominations for awards. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's going to turn into one of those conspiracy theory podcasts. <laughs> its cast features Elijah Wood nice. as Nye. Oh my goodness. Uh, Jennifer Connolly, Crispin Glover, Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Uh, Martin Landau, John C. Riley, and, and, and others. There, there <laughs> and more. others. There's only like 13 people in the cast. Uh, it's directed by Shane Acker. Yeah. Written by Pamela Petler. Nice. And Shane Acker. That's a good name. <laughs> and Ben Gluck. Nice. Is that is that that's all of it, Micah? That's it's the crew. That's the crew. The gang. <laughs> that's the gang. <laughs> the top re- user review on IMDb gave it a nine out oh of ten. Oh my goodness, Micah! <laughs> I'm just looking for more nines. It released on. Oh, oh my get goodness. this! It released on September, the ninth month of the oh year. Nine. 2009 (laughs) so it released nine 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 i think i saw on one of the posters it said nine 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 i'm like what but that makes sense then (laughs) wow okay i think they got a little carried away (laughs) but anyway let's uh let's get into what we thought of nine let's do it So, Robbie, yes, of recently logged, <laughs> as featured on RobbieCrayway.com. Oh no! 
<laughs> what are your thoughts on nine? On nine. Nine. Uh, what to say about nine? What to say about it? Uh, it's a very good uh, animated film. Very I good. would say. Um, it, it's a very unique animated film, too, I very think. Very unique. I mean, we mentioned that it was PG-13. and Oh, it... my gosh, Ravi, we're, <laughs> we're recording this at 9 in the morning. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We mentioned that it was PG-13. And it is uh, a bit darker than most of your typical animated Indeed. movies. Even even most PG-13 yeah. animated movies, because yeah. most of the time it's PG-13 for, like, crude humor or something i was about to say this this one you get like dolls getting their souls sucked out like and then their bodies collapsing to the floor it's it's very it it can be very scary it can be very disturbing um and i that's one of the things i appreciate about it it has a very uh nice sense of stakes and tone and everything so that one of its stronger features i definitely like the world building a lot a lot of its ideas are really there I, i'm not usually in a post-apocalyptic kind of guy but not a steampunk man yeah yourself. not a steampunk man usually <laughs> but this this is cool i like it a lot um i like the character designs i like the world building i like the how well thought through a lot of the like different world mechanics are it's nice um it's 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 a very like indie video game kind of film if that makes any sense like it I don't know. It feels like it could be very easily adapted into a okay. video game. Okay. So, so Meet the Robinsons <laughs> came out in 2007. So Nine just ripped this off they because just the future that Doris makes looks exactly like this. Although, to be fair, Micah, the short film that Shane Acker originally made that this is based off of, um, is it came out in 2007. So same year. So he saw Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> he saw the Doris future and was like, I need to make that. <laughs> we'll go with that, sure. But what did you, what did you think of Nine? What did I think of Nine? See, I, I'm very torn up about Nine. I'm, I'm torn to pieces, to shreds, <laughs> to tiny little bits. Tiny little uh, canvas pieces <laughs> that have been stitched uh, together. Because I love Nine. Um, yeah. Who doesn't? It's a cool movie. Uh, because Nine is like the coolest. It's got a lot of really, really cool ideas that I very much like. Yeah. It's got a lot. It's got really unique art direction. I love the design of all of the creatures, especially the little snaky boy. It feels iconic, um, really. Like no, it has, like the designs are so really memorable. a really nice, um, like cohesive design for all of its characters. And, and I and I like the world building a lot, the stakes that they set up and everything. Yeah. Um, I like the cast. I li- like I like so much about. Oh yeah, I didn't even mention the uh, local. I cast. like the characters. <laughs> um, but I think the screenplay is really, really lacking. No, yeah, I I forgot to mention like my one problem with it because I didn't even I didn't even say my rating. Uh, I gave it a four out of five for for the feature length uh nine yeah i gave it i gave it a three and a half out of five um there's just so much about the structure and the pacing yeah. and just the story itself that seems pretty sloppy no honestly even compared to the short film <laughs> right i was gonna say honestly the um structuring and stuff like that are really the only thing holding it back from being like animated masterpiece you know <laughs> but like it, it's pretty rough so it doesn't make the character stuff hit as hard it doesn't make the plot beats 
work as well. Well, no, because of the way it's written, and I, and I like how you put this. You said it's extremely derivative. And it, I is. Think it, no, is, it is. No, it is. Especially in its character beats. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, because none of its character beats feel like there's, there are moments. They don't feel very earned, There are usually. moments with, like, one where, like, nine is, like, you're just a, a scared old, you're just an old man and a fool. <laughs> he, he, he pretty much says that. Um, which is, like, yeah, sure. Yeah. He is. But, like, Elijah Wood, Mr. Nine, has been there for, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> right? <laughs> so there's just a lot of... It's a lot of stuff like that that feels very derivative of, like, other stories. And I, w- I wouldn't mind derivative plot beats. I love movies that pay homage to, like, older stories and stuff like that. But they don't dedicate enough time to most of them to make them land the way yeah. they should. Or... You know, like space them out enough that they feel natural to the progression yeah. of all the characters. But do you have any any questions to really to really start us off, Remy? Um, I do. Oh, he does. He <laughs> never is, has. This questions. is unusual. <laughs> he probably doesn't even have a favorite scene or sequence. <laughs> no, I don't. But I'm thinking like. <laughs> uh, but I was gonna ask, what do you think of the uh, military stuff in this? Because military it, stuff. It's a post-apocalyptic movie, but it is also I like on top of that, it is a post-apocalyptic movie because of the Matrix, the war. <laughs> there's a there's a big war um, against the humans you know, from the machines. Obvi- obviously, that part is very derivative. Yeah. Again, the scientist that made the evil robot that destroyed <laughs> humanity is named Oppenheimer swear <laughs> um but you know i think it's uh, that specific element is derivative in a really good way yes i was um, going to mention that i actually really like the military angle it, that they take here because they use all of this derivative imagery and stuff and and a it just makes for a cool aesthetic and world yeah. as they kind of combine uh the steampunk setting uh, with the robot military and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and it crosses over really cool stuff. Um, but then it also works and allows it to really tie in well into a lot of the creepy robot stuff and, like, makes sense for a lot of the creepy robot stuff. Yeah. And it feels really natural and, like, a, a cool progression of the world. It doesn't feel like anything is tacked on. Exactly. With the way they build the world out. Yeah, no, I was gonna, I was gonna mention too, like the uh, robot designs and everything using recycled parts. It, it I don't know, it, I, the robot designs are all very, very cutting, cool. cutting up the corpses, Rebby, to get the bones to make the robot. <laughs> Dude, I can't believe they just had like a whole human skeleton just laying there, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna chop it. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of dead people in this, movie. right? But yeah, no, um, I was, I, I think the war stuff is actually one of the few derivative elements that actually works pretty well here because um they use the imagery in a very evocative way and it actually feels he says comrades <laughs> he says comrades <laughs> okay and the state <laughs> the only time it gets a little too on the nose is with the um like political flashback films they're so they're 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 good but they... he, he says comrades he says comrades and he refers to where they're at as the state yeah, you can, you'll never guess what the uh, flag hanging in all of the different military buildings is supposed to be like. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 uh, see, and I don't even, it is very on the nose for that little no, video, is. but I think that video is fun. I don't no, think it I like takes that. away from, cause, cause it's, you it's know, kinda it's kind of pulpy. It's I like not it. that self-serious of <laughs> no. a story, which I appreciate because if this thing took itself too seriously, it would be kind of miserable. A lot of what makes this work as a kind of violent, creepy 
ragdoll movie is that the cast and the characters never take themselves too seriously. I mean, so I... so it feels like well, like I don't know the I way find... they're written. I um, guess because it feels like characters from like your average run of the mill PG kids movie existing in this ultra violent. Oh, um, that, I, I guess I get what more you're saying now. Yeah. 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 So you and and I think that definitely leaves a lot of levity that is much needed. Oh yeah, for sure. I was about to say if this was like all like stoic stuff all the time, it would get very old very fast. <laughs> but no, like the some of the character stuff does work pretty well. It's no, just yeah. a lot of the like actual major shifting points and beats don't hit right. I think pretty much all of the stuff with one misses yeah no i i think one was honestly kind of a misfire here like just from a screen point level i i our screen point screen play. <laughs> screen play level. and see i was actually going to mention this because one makes sense of why they wanted him to be there mm-hmm. if they played into one of the elements that i feel like the screenplay just kind of forgot (laughs) it just kind of glazes over because i feel like the screenplay and like what they're going for with the stories again this is the scientist man's soul split up into yeah pieces yeah so it kind of has different parts of him in each one and if they kind of played up to that more instead of just being like ah this is the strong one (laughs) this is the agile one they have one defining (laughs) this is the stuck up one (laughs) uh if they would have like played up to the fact that they're all different parts of one guy's soul then this could have like they could have played up the fact that one is the part that like led to the downfall of the machines because you know he's like oh the machines were born of me as well yeah and i was too flawed of a person so the machines were flawed yeah, I know. Um, I mean, I get what they're going for. So if for. they play the like like one as the same flaw as the machines or something, I don't know. To tie that in some way more so, and it would just make more sense to have him as a character like that. Because otherwise, you just have this guy who's again extremely derivative. He's got like the Pope hat. Sorry. <laughs> they they hide in a cathedral, <laughs> like yeah, and and it, it's all for for nothing essentially because there's nothing there. There's like nine of them, and like <laughs> two of them are dead for the whole movie. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> so there's no like big. Yeah, he's not he's not misleading anyone. It's literally just him five and. Seven? Seven or eight? I think it's seven. Uh, just hanging out in a cathedral. It's not, like, this big... Oh, uh, no, six, six is the one. Six is there, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's not really there. But, like, it's just them kind of, like, hanging out. Like, there's no, like, evil leading them astray. Yeah. They're... I was about to say, because his, his whole arc is he he's, like, disillusioned to his self-righteousness. And, like, there's there's almost no motivating factor behind that arc. I was about to say, he's a little rude about it, but he's not especially wrong for most of exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. Because most of the time, if they've gone outside, they've just died. The only, like, expressive <laughs> evil thing he did was send five, or not five, two out to die. Yeah. Which, were, like, like they didn't tell us until way in, which they just glossed over. Yeah, he's like, he sent him to die, and they're like, dang. But then they just kind of move on. <laughs> yeah no it's yeah i mean he's probably the worst like no, weakest he's the, written he's the weakest written the, character but he's very ensemble but... he's very what's the word emblematic 
I don't know what you're I going think, for. I don't know if that's a word. Um, <laughs> but very, he very much shows, I think, a lot of the problems that the screenplay has. Not that like it's inherently a bad idea, no, 100%, are, yeah. or even that it's an 100% bad execution, um, but that it's just like it doesn't. Weak. It's not as fully thought through <laughs> as it could be. Yeah. Which, that's how I feel about a lot of the themes this touches on and stuff like that, but... I don't know. It's a, it's a strange movie. No, it definitely is. <laughs> uh, we watched it for the first time, I don't know, like two or three years ago yeah, now. It was, a, it was a decent bit ago yeah. at this point. And I remember this pretty distinctly how um, like interesting it was, but also how kind of dry a lot of it feels. Yeah. And it was a bit better on a rewatch. I thought, I thought about this before we rewatched it. I was like, man... It kind of is, like, memorable, but extremely forgettable. <laughs> exactly. Because the plot itself is mostly filled with stuff that just doesn't matter, doesn't make much sense, and doesn't have much interesting plot points. No, I honestly, um, when someone asked me about the plot of this movie, I was like, I thought they were just being hunted by the dog thing the whole time. I couldn't, I didn't remember the, like... The machine. Ma- the brain, really. yeah. I was like, oh, dang, I forgot about this guy. <laughs> and he's, like, the big... A bad evil force. No, I remember the, the machine, but I'm just saying, like, I didn't like r- remember anything the characters do. Exactly. Yeah, like, you remember it for its, as we mentioned, iconic elements yeah, like its, its art its direction and stuff, and yeah. its design, and its vocal and cast. Its vocal cast. Um, but I honestly forgot about a lot of the other elements of this movie. Which, dude, the, the oh, man, the creature designs are so <laughs> cool. so good. Like, the <laughs> from the word go, the dog design, right? super super sick. Yeah, uh, it's very it's a very good way to get you into to how creepy they'll be. Um, <laughs> and then you get like the bird thing. I kept thinking like maybe they'll come across like a monster that's not like scary. Like maybe it's just like a nice little robot guy. <laughs> but no, they're always terrifying, <laughs> dude. And then they step it up because they take the ragdoll. Oh, my goodness. And then build the baby that doll. That sequence is really good. Thingy that like. <laughs> uses the corpse to put people into a trance while it ties them up and like uh, dude it's horrifying i love that that is my favorite creature in the movie is the little snake guy that sequence is Um, really really good like when he starts picking them all off yeah that's man man. and like like he the way he like opens up and ties them up yeah like see that's where that's where this really shines and i honestly like i think i'll stand by this i think nine would have made a better video game than it does a movie yeah there are very <laughs> there are very few movies that you run into because movie usually movies are just written very movie-esque yeah uh, but this one feels like shane acker had like a really really good idea he yeah. made a very cool short film oh yeah i love and the was short like film, man let's make a movie out of this oh and then he kind of just, like, did that. He, like, made a movie. Like, exactly what he would think was a movie. I was about to say, he, it's not that he, like, didn't expand on his ideas enough, because he does, but I think he introduced too much without elaborating on it. Because, again, I think he was... It's just very... Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if any of the screenplay <laughs> team had worked on much more, but it feels like they hadn't. Like, it feels very just this is this is us making a movie yeah this is what a movie should have in it no for sure these are the plot points that the movie needs to have and i mean like like we keep saying they work to a certain point yeah yeah um interesting uh pamela petler was on the was on the screenplay for monster house corpse bride and the new adams family (laughs) oh interesting okay 
Well, that yeah, no, that makes sense then. Because thinking about when this came out relative to like something like Monster House, it it feels like a natural progression. Which I think, like honestly, that. Monster House and Corpse Sprite are not that like no. are about the same level. I was about to say Corpse Sprite has a very similar problem to this. It has very good like iconography and imagery and a good like plot idea behind it, but, but it just kind of falls flat on it its just execution. Kinda, yeah, it just kind of muddles around for most of its plot. <laughs> right, a um, lot of its runtime, it just kind of doing stuff. <laughs> Uh, but do you have a favorite scene or sequence? I might honestly, thinking back on it now, I might honestly go with like the snake attack. The that snake one, attack is it's so really good. good. Um, like honestly, I would probably just go with one of the monster attacks because they're all pretty great. Yeah, I was about to say one of my favorites, and I was <laughs> saying this to you earlier, um, is actually um, after they think they've killed the machine the first time. <laughs> Um, and like the, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know, it's got such good staging and stakes set up to this. I just don't think the fight after it is very good. No. Um, I was about to say it leads up to one of the weakest fights, but like the, the record rolls out mm -hmm. and it's like the music <laughs> is playing and five goes over and then he, he, like the record bounces down the hill and he's just out of view and he sees through the smoke, the moving of the machine as the music rises still. <laughs> and then like, Oh, and he runs. It's a it, good sequence. It's like it's a, you know in a video game that would be like a ten of ten sequence. No, I almost <laughs> made my review for this on Letterboxd. I kept waiting to shift into gameplay. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but no, I just I'm really partial to uh, when when like big action violent or like like not even action scenes but like violent scenes are done with like really loud me like 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 the opening <laughs> of of I think it's Arkham Knight. Uh, when you're burning spoilers for our, the Arkham series, when you're burning Joker's corpse to Frank Sinatra, it's really good. I just love stuff like that. Um, and this very much tapped into that. But again, the fight afterwards is just kind of meh. Honestly, I think yeah. the best fights i mean all of the fights of the other creatures are good they're though. good yeah they like, have surprisingly good staging and escalation yeah and like the snake, choreography the snake fight is great the dog fight <laughs> is great the bird fight is even really fun yeah i was about to say the bird fight is like surprisingly vertical and it keeps changing up like the disadvantage it's a good fight yeah no see and i and i mentioned while we were watching it that i was like oh it's like monster hunter because they gotta they gotta figure out the specific element because again this would make a great video great game. video game <laughs> because you'd have to learn the different elements to fight the different monsters <laughs> but yeah no i basically the end of the day you know, like nine, it just should have been a video game. It should have been a video game. Thank you for our coming to our TED <laughs> Talk, you Shane Acker. Um, you should have made a video game. <laughs> you still can. The opportunity is not passed. If you still own the rights to nine, get uh, out there. <laughs> so what do you think of, like, all the rest of the side characters? I know we talked about one, but, like... We talked about... Uh, there's a, there's an, it's an yeah. interesting collection of side cast in this. I was about to say, I, we can just mention, like, you were just talking about, like, the other uh, dolls yeah, or, what do you like, think the, of all the other human characters. Because I really like the scientist, actually. Yeah, I, think I, like the scientist I think he's a really... They, there's just enough of him that you, like... Mr. Offenheim. <laughs> <laughs> but there's just enough of him that you, like, 
get a good feel for his character. Yeah, yeah I like. A, I like. I don't know. It's, it's a fun, fun addition to the screenplay for sure. But what do you think of of our many other doll characters? <laughs> I think most of the other doll characters are kind of like weak sauce, weak except sauce. for five. I like five. Five is good. Two for however brief he is in the two movie is for like five seconds. Two, two is good. I guess uh, I like the performance for two. I don't remember who plays him. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, eight, I think is kind of weird, like a weird addition. Cause like his characterization in the beginning is very Martin Landau for two. Yeah. Yeah. He's good in this. Um, but like the characterization for eight at the beginning is kind of like this brute kind of guy, but like. It doesn't really stick with that. It, it kind of he kind of flip flops no, back and it, forth. Again, he's very he's very derivative, and he stays as kind of like the brute yeah. character. But they also play up like the oh he's like he's stupid though. Yeah, and it's, it's very weird. I don't know. I I don't really like how he's handled in the screenplay. Three and four are very cool. If I'm thinking, of I the like right. their idea. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say three and four are f- a fun addition. I, I'm glad they're not like too focused on they're but, yeah. they're in it just enough. Them, them not talking is actually yeah. very good i was about to say i i don't know how many people have watched the short film that have also seen the feature length one but having them the not film, speak none of them talk i was about to say none of them speak in the short film and i think it's a lot more it feels a lot more sinister and kind of hopeless yeah. in the short film it's I, a lot more bleak with with the, with the writing team that was on this movie i don't think they could have pulled it off no and i really no. like the vocal cast no yeah i was about um, to say um but elijah wood is great in this but no as a concept them being silent works very well especially for again like the tension and the stakes and everything yeah it's just a lot more difficult to make a silent yeah. film. <laughs> um but yeah no i the characterization i think uh seven is kind of a sloppily written character too she's very derivative but i, I mean are, you know it's it's kind of a a testament to like how derivative they are the fact that i can even remember which one is which like because right, they're yeah. all very like they're very one, distinct yeah but, like they're very like, distinct which it, that's good she's literally like that that outside <laughs> character who like got separated from the rest of the group and is now fighting on her own and she has her own little group she's taking care of yeah and, yeah and she's she's taken some of the imagery of the of the evil to like like she's just extremely derivative and like one of the there's things, good ideas one of my there, least though. favorite moments in this entire <laughs> entire stupid screenplay <laughs> even though i love this movie don't get me wrong uh is when she's introduced and they do like with elijah wood's character he's like oh <laughs> and they do that several times like there's gonna be a freaking love interest or something which like Shut up! <laughs> you didn't. You didn't want the love subplot, my god. There is no subplot. They're literally doing it because, again, every other because movie that yeah. has that kind of character, <laughs> and you're new to the setting kind of character. For an example, the fish out of water. For an example, yeah. let's go. Let's <laughs> let's use free birds as an example. Free birds. Free birds. Oh, you man. have your you have your Reggie. <laughs> <Yeah>. Reggie. <laughs> is this really the best example? <laughs> Reggie goes. 
goes to the, the turkey hollow and he meets all of these intense birds who are running this thing but he has his ways they're gonna change it and he finds <laughs> what's her face who wants to live outside of the rules and she and then the rebel romance the rebel and that's, the fish out of water <laughs> reggie that's my example and like it knew this the screenplay people were like yeah and then he sees her and then he's like yeah but they're freaking ragdolls derived from the same man's soul right that have no reason to have any romantic interest. <laughs> yeah no i thought it, i thought it was actually kind of an interesting decision because um like it mentions that it, it's like different pieces of his soul and like just like one ninth of his soul is like this weird female character who's really good at killing people <laughs> aggressively good at killing i'm like things. i mean don't we all have that I part was, of us? I, was say, I think we all have that inside of us. I just, I don't know. I thought it was a funny well, yeah, decision. Yeah, I know. But like, again, <laughs> like that, that really bothered me in the movie. And like, that's exactly the kind of thing that I think is this, is this entire screenplay's biggest problem. Yeah. Is it's just like, oh, this thing is supposed to happen. Because honestly, I, I mentioned this earlier. I think you would have like an almost perfect, like steampunk, like dark animated film if you fixed the screenplay for this yeah because all of its other elements elements, are great like the animation looks dated sure but it didn't have that big of a budget when it came out but even just like the plot the base plot is a good idea it's a great idea it's just (laughs) structured like trash too i forgot to mention oh yeah no we hadn't talked about the structure the way it's plotted out and structured is really weird because it starts off like fish out of water and you think you're gonna have like some time to simmer in like the cathedral and with the new environment maybe get some character drama going with like one and nine but like they immediately go off to try and rescue two yeah i was about to say like there's no there's no build yeah nothing nothing really builds to um everything is just going and going and going and it doesn't work because it feels like it's going and going and going and they're doing nothing it feels aimless really Um, for a lot of it because again yeah exactly it comes to like this fish out of water cathedral (laughs) cult thingy that you would imagine in a a very derivative post-apocalyptic story which i wouldn't mind Um, but (laughs) that sounds cool (laughs) again it's just not well thought through there's like five there's like not even five there's like four of them there and none of them seem that at odds with each other they're just all kind of hanging out right (laughs) um except for the fact that he sent two off to die which again is given zero time and is only established later in the movie um and uh like then it's like immediately he's like we've got to go out and he's like but and he's like no we've got to go and then they go and then it's like immediately they get to the thing and they do the thing and mm-hmm. he has they beat the they beat the dog and what's her face is now there and they found this stuff and they're like yeah yay team we won and I'm like wow what a great film <laughs> uh, and then he puts the little amulet <laughs> yeah. on there and two dies again uh, and then yeah no it's it's just like. The plot makes sense when you say it like that, when you're like, because you were saying it just now. I'm like, yeah, like that's natural next plot point. But like, it just that happens in the first like 20 minutes. I was about (laughs) to say the progression of it and the spacing of them. It just doesn't mesh well. Like none of the none of the plot points seem to hit the way they should. So none of the emotional stakes or character stakes really come off as being all that pressing yeah, or I dramatic. Like they just didn't know what they wanted to do with it because yeah. you had so many different elements of like oh a 
a kind of cult-esque post-apocalyptic group. I wish, I honestly um, wish they would have just doubled down on the war stuff in the uh, cult say, stuff. And I was just, about to say, you that's have, it. You have that, which is, which is a very common post-apocalyptic <laughs> thing. You have that, but you also have like, oh, the rebel <laughs> violent fighting team. Yeah. And then you have the, romance. the war, and then you have the weird <laughs> romance stuff, and then you have... The, the the machine and then you have like all of these different elements that theoretically could yeah, tie together into something cohesive and it's pretty cohesive as it goes yeah it's just it just doesn't fully work no, it, it, no particular element fully works in it just, yeah it never pulls it together the way i wish it which would. is really sad it because sad. it's a cool movie and i really <laughs> i still really like it no yeah i was about um, to say i i gave it a four out of five i bought the but, blu-ray for but i think <laughs> and i was thinking about this but i was like i was saying about this like the one big like show that i think um really shows how not great its structure and screenplay is Mm -hmm. is that this is an hour and 29 minutes it is 79 minutes (laughs) which is a short movie that is right and it feels so long uh it does it felt so long to me i don't i don't know about like long but it feels i would have guessed that it was like a two-hour movie it feels very sprawling and not in a good way (laughs) you feel like you're there for a long time because again nothing in particular is driving the plot at any given moment characters are just doing stuff and then the only time we do have drive every well i should say this every time it does have drive and there's a specific present motivation it's always resolved extremely quickly. Yeah. Like, even even the dog is killed within, like, the first 20 minutes when they first put the amulet. Right. Um, yeah, no, you're right, though. A lot of the conflict plot points that are brought up are, like, resolved within the next couple scenes. Yeah, it's just a if very... If not sooner. <laughs> it's a very weird structure. I don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't know why it was structured like this. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting movie. I, I'm, it's a very fun movie. Yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely give it a watch if you it's want very to. Very creepy. Yeah, I was about to say the like, like we said, the stuff that's good about it is really, really good. So I would recommend watching yeah. it just based off of that. Um, um, though yeah. you know, you said you said the soul sucking was kind of creepier in the uh, in the <laughs> short film. They have like wasn't. a little. They have like a little scream at this. It, but it chilling. wasn't. It's chilling. Like no, that. dude, I think it's creepier to see like it go through their eyes and then the empty eye sockets <laughs> oh, after. Yeah, it sucks, the empty it eye sockets. It goes through their mouth in the short film the empty eye sockets with like the stretched out mouth is really unsettling in exactly the, in the movie version that's that's the that's the creepy <laughs> stuff man but yeah man the horror stuff is really good in this yeah i wish it was <laughs> it's it's like it's like epic mickey <laughs> to use, to use yeah. another example another example that no one knows uh, with a really really great strong imagery and ideas yeah and like you're like wow that's so cool it's got great atmosphere and really cool idea like just everything in there is like cool mm-hmm. but like it's no bendy in the ink machine <laughs> exactly you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know if anybody's gonna get the mic is like metaphors. it's no obscure video game but it's it's a slightly more obscure video game <laughs> Uh, I think I think you understand. I do, but that's because I've played both of those games. <laughs> uh, Epic Mickey is like it kind of it kind of seems like it's just kind of 
bouncing around. <laughs> its ideas are there. You have like the scientist, but you also have uh, Oswald, and you've got like you got Mickey. It's kind of convoluted. It's, yeah, it's very convoluted. <laughs> it doesn't feel like the plot has much momentum other than Mickey just hanging out. It just arbitrarily <laughs> changes settings whenever you finish a level. Um, but like it has really, really strong designs and mm-hmm. a really strong score and atmosphere and yeah. an idea and it's really cool. Go play Epic Mickey. Which it's a good game. again, <laughs> something like Bendy and the Ink Machine has very similar stuff. Great score, great designs, very similar derivative style game. Yeah. Um but it has extremely tight story, pacing, horror mechanics bendy is so scary man it's a, it's a scary game it's a spooky game but go, it, go play bendy it never feels too to. rushed it never feels like it. so yeah what nine needed to be was bendy and the ink machine it's <laughs> funny and i'm right about this well do you have anything else to add we've, uh, I, i've covered just about everything i uh, want to do you want to mention anything in particular about the vocal cast because i know you said you didn't mention it in the beginning um well i just did i forgot to mention that it was like good <laughs> um like like i said elijah wood is good here like i don't know i haven't seen a role with him that i haven't enjoyed at least partially um, but he he brings a Elijah good, Woods the best. He brings a good a good sense of character to Nine. That I mean I mean Nine's kind of a in like a insert character, you know? Yeah. Like a I'm trying to think of the phrase, but like a point of view character for the yeah. audience. Um, but You're supposed he, to attach yourself. I was to about to say he he brings a good sense of character to the role, and John C. Riley's fun. Uh, Christopher Plummer. I wish. Uh, one was written a bit better because Christopher Plummer has a great like. No, he's a good. He's a, a good great actor. sound he's, for he's, it. Yeah. He's got a great voice for it, and he fits the world really well. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I think even though I think Elijah Wood works really well, I think his voice is like the least <laughs> fitting in the world. Right. Um, no, uh, but he's um, just he's, Elijah Wood and John C. Riley both have like this weird a clarity to their voices that doesn't quite fit yeah. entirely well like like most of the other vocal cast even what's her face they have like this kind of grime almost like a, yeah like a rasp or something um, to their voice and then elijah was like hey guys <laughs> hey guys and john c riley's like hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it was a john c riley impression i can't do john c riley's voice he's got a very specific voice he's got a good, he's got a good voice i like more voice i like acting. john c riley's voice he does, he does like john c Reilly. i like elijah wood's voice I, they're <laughs> great actors I, I really like both of them um but but they do feel like they don't fully mesh with the rest of the cast but not in any like not oh, a, oh, mesh. It, it completely takes me out of the movie. <laughs> no, there's literally no problem with their vocal performances <laughs> or casting. But yeah, no, that, that was the only thing I really wanted to mention, just that it has a solid vocal cast. Yeah, I don't... The only other thing I would think I would ask your opinion on for the podcast, like, before we wrap up our <laughs> sure, discussion, yeah. is the end. What do you think yeah. of the end? Um... <sighs> the, the soul rain, the burning of the, the souls... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it entirely. Cause like, I like, I like the idea of it, and I actually got a lot more emotional this time at the end than I did the last time. Yeah. Which is a bit strange, cause like I kept complaining about how the character beats don't hit well, and then I'm <laughs> I'm crying at the end of the movie, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, the iconography is working, right? but really nine and five are the only two characters I ever really connected with that much. Um, 
and those are the two that are they're they're kind of like the main characters i don't know you could argue seven's more of a main character than five is but still um i like five better (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah no the ending itself i like i really like the idea of like sending off the souls and everything like it's a it's a nice it's a nice sentiment at the end of a kind of dark movie um i don't know i i like the rain too i think it's i think it's cool yeah i think i think it plays into that one element that i was talking about earlier in terms of i wish a lot of the actual mechanics of the world were like delved into more again the whole you know his soul was split up into all of these (laughs) right like that's another one of those kind of things where even even the the amulet thing that opens the machine um like it very much ties into like alchemy stuff Mm -hmm. but like we never talk about (laughs) alchemy at any point in the movie like there's just very like it very much plays into that kind of element that makes me personally sad because i really love stuff like that in movies where it just feels like it didn't take the time to actually discuss what was going on. Yeah. Um, and I do think that like, the moment works pretty well. I think it's I think it's sweet with five. I think it's one of the most um, impactful moments of the movie is the I like, ending. I like the imagery of everything burning. I like yeah. that it releases their souls into the cloud, <laughs> which then starts back the way. I think that's mm-hmm. a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, and, you know, once there's water, then life can start back. <laughs> The so microbes. on and so forth <laughs> um but i think i think it also just it doesn't feel as hollow as a lot of the other stuff but it mm-hmm. reminds me of just how not focused on on that conclusion like that conclusion is what it's coming to yeah so why do we have so much of the other i was about stuff? to say you don't get you don't get hardly any like alchemy buildup. i was about to or... say why aren't we focusing more on like the scientist and yeah. his inventions and the relationships between all of exactly, these people. Exactly, yeah. Because it doesn't feel like you're building any solid relationships with them. Yeah. Which, I mean, except for like 9 and 5, but even then, that's it's kind it's of very flimsy. rushed, yeah. and you have to really kind of work off of the chemistry between the voices. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But you, you make a good point, though, for sure. But no, that is a very good scene. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, a, there's quite a few, like, just solid scenes like well-directed well-staged good stuff but yeah that's i mean do you, that's have any, nice. do you have any other things to mention not really nine? no i mean um, <laughs> again, i didn't have too much to say about i still it. i still really love nine yeah. i love its imagery i love its designs i love a lot of its scenes um i just wish it was that much more yeah exactly i wish it was a video game too that'd be pretty <laughs> sick yeah they make it into either an open world game or a platformer one of the two Little Big Planet. Just go play Little Big Planet is really the takeaway. <laughs> no, somebody was somebody was talking and they were like the little big the little big planet movie is a lot darker than I thought. <laughs> Dude, Little Big Planet. It's such a cool franchise. It is. <laughs> Shout out to Little Big Planet. Shout out to Sackboy for real. Shout out to Sackboy for real. He's a real one. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's uh, let's get into what we what else we watched what else we watched. over the course of this week. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening. Uh, so, for those of you who do not know, at the end of all of our little episodes that we do, this, all of these little these episodes, little, these little podcasts, we just episodes, do a little something. A little, we do a little something. Uh, we talk about everything that we've watched up until, like, in between episodes. Yes, indeed. Uh, our, our ratings, brief thoughts. This week we are going from the eighth. Um, oh, good! You knew the date. I was like, uh, I don't know what day. This... 
<laughs> but yeah. Um, so <laughs> so uh, let's get into it because because I've got quite a bit. To yeah, talk about. I, I mean, I watched a lot of stuff um, for sure. On the eighth, I watched uh, Lego Scooby Doo Haunted Hollywood. Haunted Hollywood, baby. Um, <laughs> which which you know. <laughs> if it was if it was real anime if it was like good animation dang uh i might have like maybe upped it to a three because it's not the most egregious thing in the world uh, but i have never before watched a movie that seems like it hates movie making not that like the movie is like oh bad like like the structure is very like movie making e but like everything is like mean spirited making fun of making movies dang like and the, the mystery isn't that great like you literally it the moment the movie starts if you think you know where it's going you do <laughs> dang um it's always disappointing in a Scooby Doo movie so it's not it's not that great uh, I gave it a two and a half also on the eight. I watched Lego Scooby-Doo Blowout Beach Bash. <laughs> um, it's good alliteration. Which, uh, again, I was watching these because I'm trying to watch every Scooby-Doo movie. Uh, so I did these while I was doing school. <laughs> um, but Blowout Beach Bash is not good. But honestly, and I know I know Juliet, uh, other, other <laughs> the person I know who's watched... Um, all the Scooby-Doo movies thought this one was worse than Haunted Hollywood, but I honestly liked it more than Haunted Hollywood. <laughs> I think it's just as bad. Nothing really makes sense. <laughs> it has no reason to be Legos. Like, it just, it's just, it would be a weak Scooby-Doo movie even if it had, again, good yeah. animation. Um, but, like, I don't know. I enjoyed this. The other one just was, like, kind of miserable to get through. <laughs> this one has some fun things. Dang. I also gave it a two and a half. Uh, and then later that night, we watched Outbreak for the very first time. Uh, Outbreak. 1995 uh, Apocalypse movie. Peterson. I guess not a full-on apocalypse it's movie. It's a, no, really, it is a, it is a... Uh, an Outbreak movie. An Outbreak movie. <laughs> a, uh, why can't I think of the pandemic movie? Ah, That's yes. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Um, I think it's an epidemic in this one. Which is a very, which is a very uh, interesting sect of movies given the world we live in today <laughs> uh but yeah i watched it i watched it for the monkey on the poster the monkey and on the poster is cool you know it delivered he needed to be in the movie more uh i was not the biggest fan uh go watch um contagion contagion that is a it's better, better. Movie. it is better i just never really got behind any of the character or like the plot i thought the military plot I was like, really annoying i liked and dustin dumb. hoffman's character dustin, in dustin this. hoffman is really fun he's good in this, this is yeah. like I, I like dustin hoffman <laughs> so it's unfair but like i don't know the plot itself just hmm. isn't that interesting i don't think they ever do any interesting ideas with like an outbreak like they never <laughs> use that idea that base idea in any interesting way like take something like um contagion um <laughs> You know, they used it in a very unique way that ended up playing pretty similarly to how real life played out. Yeah. Um, whereas this is just like, ooh, a bunch of dead people. I don't know. The I, military sure is this one military guy sure is evil. I thought it was. I thought it was kind of great. So I don't I know. Just, I thought it was mostly boring. It's got. It's got like a good sense of like stakes, and I liked a lot of the what stakes. Like the character stakes what with character Dustin Hoffman. Stakes? 
His marriage, Micah. Who cares? <laughs> his wife sucks. You didn't get, wow. Why do you hate women, Micah? Well, <laughs> tell me. I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. I give it a four out of five. I gave it a three out of five. Uh, then on the ninth, we watched Candyman. The Candyman. Do, 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 do. Uh, the 2021 one. 2021 um, one, Micah? Yes. The new, the new one. <laughs> Um, I feel like I'm not qualified at all to talk about Candyman in any critical way. <laughs> female director. <laughs> it's um, a, a female director Jordan, talking about Jordan a, Peele on the screenplay. It's a it's a very uh, black culture centric movie. Like yeah. that's a lot of what it's covering. So, like I said, I feel very unequipped to criticize it <laughs> in any um, major way. <laughs> I mean, I don't, have, I don't have too much critical yeah. to say about it. I thought it was really fun. I thought it was real creepy. Well, I know um, it's kind of divisive, which. I think is interesting. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like I thought I thought the plot was interesting. Yeah. I liked how how it led. I thought the horror sequences were really fun. I thought the gore was really cool. Um Absolutely. I couldn't yeah. the the ending uh with with his skin made me a little sick to my <laughs> stomach because of uh I always forget how to say it. Uh but yeah, no. Uh, I mean Jordan Peele does a, such a good job, like no matter what I've seen of his writing wise, he does a wait you can apply it. Trypophobia. Trypophobia. I need to remember that because it's a very real thing that I have and it almost made me throw up at the end of this movie. But uh, Jordan Peele, no matter what he's writing, he does such a great job of curating uh, like good imagery and iconography in all of his horror, which is something I really appreciate and something that's in full effect here. I, I like it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's because we hadn't seen any of the other Candyman movies that we're like, uh that's so good. It's so uh, good. Maybe it's like weird if you know the other Candyman yeah. movies. I, I like the, I like the art culture stuff in this too. I, I think it works pretty well. Yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like <laughs> the themes all tie together yeah. pretty well. I can, like I said, I can feel. What, I put this in my review. I can feel what people say when they say it's a little half baked and like kind of muddled because yeah. there's there's a little too I much going it. on with its themes for that sure. it doesn't have time to tackle but i just thought it was really fun yeah no as i'll say at the end of the day i just had fun watching it so <laughs> i gave it a four out of five i also gave it a four out of five uh then also on the ninth uh we watched memories memories um, another 95 movie which uh I, I don't think we should go into too much depth <laughs> no. uh, with all of the different segments no. but it's an anthology film anthology film maybe uh, Satoshi Khan uh, wrote one of the segments. Heck yeah, man! Uh, which is one of the, which is the best segment. If you if you don't watch all of Memories, at least watch Magnetic Rose, which it's is the, the first, first one. It's the so. first segment, and it it that's honestly my biggest problem with Memories is it never really gets like it never reaches that level again. No, I told you one of my biggest <laughs> like qualms with most anthology films is they always put their best short first. <laughs> And then, like, you never ever lives <laughs> up to that, um, which this also does. Mike is looking at Ballad of Buster Scruggs right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, like most anthology films do that. They either start or end with their best, and this could have this could have benefited by ending with Magnetic Rose. But yeah, no, I mean, uh, we said we weren't going to talk too much about it, but really, my thoughts boil down to Magnetic Rose is like ten of ten masterpiece, great sci-fi. I love it so much. Stink Bomb is too like long. Stink Bomb is way too long for its premise. It has a, a pretty decent premise actually. And, and Cannon Fodder is way too short for its. Yeah, premise. and Cannon Fodder <laughs> just doesn't give enough time to like fully fill out its world, and it sp- it spends a lot of its time on the wrong. It makes things. me it makes me really sad because Cannon Fodder has really really cool art direction yeah. and a really cool idea, uh, but like we spent too much time <laughs> he, as this weird guy is yelling and yeah having bad breath as the military is trying extremely hard to kill him somehow with no avail 
It's really weird. Stink Bomb's not that good. No, Stink Bomb's easily the worst of the bunch. Uh, but I gave Memories a 4 out of 5. I also gave it a 4 out of 5. It's uh, good. Then on the 10th, I watched uh, A Fistful of Dollars. How do you, how do you um, get so many dollars, Micah? War <laughs> Sergio crimes. Leo, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, this, is, this is the first of, of the, the Man with No Name or something. Yes, uh, I believe that's what the name of the trilogy. Trilogy. Um, and it was cool watching the first one. I had only seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of his films. The longest one. Or Sergio Leone films in general. Yeah. Uh, and you can definitely tell that this is earlier, but it's cool to see the character do this, and it's very nice that it is short, because if it was longer, it would suck. Uh, <laughs> I gave it a four out of five. Uh, and on the 10th, I watched the short film version of Nine for the very first time. And also, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Portrait of a 60% Perfect Man, Billy Wilder. It's a little like interview documentary that uh, someone did with Billy Wilder back in the 80s. And it is very good. Uh, go check it out. I think it's on YouTube <laughs> in its entirety. Uh, then also on the 10th, we together as a collective watched <laughs> collective. The Conjuring. Uh, this was a rewatch for me. I baby. just watched it for the first time, I think, like last week or something. Yeah, this was my first time um, seeing it. But shout out to The Conjuring. Shout out to James Wan. He's uh, such a fun director. <laughs> the Conjuring is a very fun <laughs> horror movie, especially on a rewatch. I think right? on a rewatch, it was just like, <laughs> since you know where everything is going, you can just really enjoy a lot of the elements for how good they are. It's just a fun, it's just a fun, like little homage to horror history. It's yeah, it's good stuff. Still the biggest fan of how the movie ends, but it's fine. Uh, I you, it, you don't seem to like any of James Wan's movie endings, Micah. Maybe because he doesn't know how to end his movies. Do you, did you like Malignant's ending? I don't remember from our episode. Eh it's fine <laughs> yeah like it's fun but yeah no i gave i gave the conjuring a uh, four and a half out of five i gave it a very very good i liked it uh on the 11th uh <laughs> for some reason we turned on garfield garfield the movie. baby yeah I, I don't know is the title garfield the movie or is it just garfield i don't know it it's says on garfield. the poster it says garfield the movie on the poster on but it's just, just Gar- garfield it's probably just garfield but <laughs> this sucked I hated this, um, I, I don't know. It's not. It doesn't suck. It sucks. I would not say that the it plot's sucks. not good. The characters are not good. It doesn't work as a Garfield <laughs> adaptation. It, what do you? What is? What are you deriving enjoyment from? With I don't know. This? I think. I think it's fun. And What's fun? I don't His know. jokes aren't funny. <laughs> the world doesn't make sense. I don't have to defend my Garfield opinion. You do. <laughs> That's what Recently Logged is for, and this movie is not good. I don't think... No, I, I agree with that. It is not good, but it is not bad. It is bad. <laughs> Ravi, it's actively bad. I, I think it has, like, this kind of grotesque charm to it. Ravi, you're like me. You grew up with Garfield. How can you betray Garfield like this? No, it is not a... Gar- it is not a Garfield movie. It's not a good Spider-Man movie. <laughs> it's, it's a good movie, but it's not a good Spider-Man movie. <laughs> no, you're wrong, dude. This this is like what what terrible miscasting of every character. But Liz, okay, it what would a bad be, what a bad movie. It would be an actively bad movie if not for Jennifer Love Hewitt as Liz. Oh my gosh, <laughs> is my I gave it is one my takeaway. <laughs> 
<laughs> I gave it one and a half. I gave it a two and a half. Oh, and I accidentally blinked over because uh, I just completely missed it. Uh, on the tenth, I also watched Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Uh, this is a rewatch. Uh, I hadn't seen <laughs> this it. was a rewatch. I hadn't seen it in forever, but it's it's fun. It's it's a fun movie. Nice. I like Tinkerbell. I give it three out of five. Tinkerbell nine double feature. <laughs> no. Uh, is that on the twelfth? Because for some reason we were watching weird two thousands. <laughs> movies that are not that great uh we watched chicken little chicken little uh shout out to chicken little gotta be one of my favorite weird not that great movies it's so weird it's so mid but like it's so fun it's mid in a good way mid, mid but as a compliment i'm i'm mid and that's not <laughs> we need the right i'm mid and that's not correct <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> uh yikes I, lo- I love that. But yeah, Chicken Little, I uh, gave it a three and a half out of five. I gave it a three out of five. We should do an episode Everything, on it. It's so funny. It is quite funny. I then on the it. 12th, uh, watched Star Trek. Star Trek. J.J. Uh, Abrams, Star Trek. Shout out to J.J. Abrams. It was a rewatch. Real. It's a very J.J. Abrams movie, but honestly, I think it's a lot of elements of J.J. Abrams working well. I was going to say this is his best, but uh, it's Mission Impossible 3. That's his best. Uh, but yeah, no, this is JJ at his most blockbuster and like at his highest caliber of blockbuster. Like, I think. It's really weird to me that this movie exists and yet his Star Wars movies aren't that great. But see, that's the thing, Micah. His his direction is still really good. It's just like garbage writing on his Star Wars movies. Yeah, I don't know, what, I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> His direction, like, the camera work in uh, Rise of Skywalker is really good. Like, it's really good camera work. Yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> but there's I don't know. Like, I, I just don't understand how, like... I don't even think this movie is, like, a masterpiece or anything. But I, just, I like, compared to the... What? <laughs> compared to The Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker, I'm just like, why? Oh, that's why. Mm. He he was... He didn't write this movie. <laughs> yeah that makes sense in fact the people who wrote mission impossible 3 wrote this movie yeah (laughs) alex kurtzman and roberto i don't know how to say his last name Hmm? orsi i don't know i don't know i'm I'm Um, not sure but they wrote it (laughs) Um, not jj but yeah no uh star trek if i had something to say about it has a really good grasp of sci-fi blockbuster not only imagery and tropes but it does a really good job of executing them in a really fun and like i don't know it's one of the most popcorn movies i've seen in a while and it does that really really well does also shout out to just the general premise of the kelvin trilogy in star trek it's a really neat idea and i think it's executed very well in this one i haven't seen into darkness yet that i'm aware of i'm i could be forgetting though i don't remember uh but yeah this was very good i gave it a four and a half out of five i gave it a four out of five uh and then the next day on the 13th we 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 went out to the theaters and we watched bodies 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 bodies, bodies. Very good. Very cool. New A24 I, I, didn't, I didn't really know fully what to expect from it. Yeah, neither did um, I. <laughs> but, like, I had a really good time watching this in theaters. Uh, I would, like, it's it's really fun. All it's of the so characters, all yeah. the characters do a really good job of being, like, 
like interesting and fun to play out in a story. I like was about this. to say that this has such um, a surprisingly rich and like tight screenplay. The atmosphere I did not expect is really that. great. They have a lot of like there's a lot of symbolism for yeah. some reason. Like, what's going on? It's bodies, bodies, body. <laughs> no, I I honestly what I was expecting was just like a really kind of derivative sort of dumb but like still fun teen like slasher. And this is this is good. Like it's surprisingly clever and subversive. And yeah, I will say though, it's good. And, and, and Juliet, uh, Sam <laughs> Juliet from before, put in her review. She's a big horror fan as well. Um, she put in her review that like the trailer definitely makes you think that it's going to be a slasher film. Yeah, and it is not a slasher film. It is not. No, <laughs> and it it actually is all the better for it. Honestly, I would have I would have enjoyed a slasher film. I, I think I, slashers. It, I it's really, a really, really fun. Genre. I really love slasher. It's a really fun genre. But honestly, like I'm so glad it is what it is. Shout out to Greg. Honestly, if this had slightly better uh, plot point structuring, like if it was. Yeah, if it was structured paced a little, out a little differently, I think it would be perfect. I Robbie, think it would be great. Shout out to Greg. <laughs> I, lo- I love Greg. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's um, a vet. <laughs> it's it's really good, man. Uh, yeah, I gave it a I gave it a four out of five, but I was kind of leaning towards I gave four, it a four and, and a half. half like five. I think on a rewatch, I would bump it up because I think this I can't is, wait to own it. I think this Blu-ray is the kind of movie that definitely would benefit a rewatch. Oh, for sure. Uh, go check it out and support it if you're old enough yeah, and okay enough, with the content. If you're old enough to watch Bodies, um, Bodies, Bodies. I recommend it. it because because this is it actually I would, love, I would love to support the actors in this besides Pete Davidson. <laughs> shout out to like an actual like good commentary on Gen Z and their right. and stuff like that. Not like like uh, this and everything everywhere all at once are both like rare form commentaries on a generation that don't feel super cringy. <laughs> right. Like there are some elements that feel cringy. But oh it's, yeah. It's still, for sure. But it's still like. On a whole, actually feels like it's trying to do it with some nuance. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, like I said, a lot smarter and a lot uh, better than I expected. Uh, it got, it got also a, very funny. Classy. It's a classy movie. <laughs> Cla- bodies, bodies, bodies. A classy movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I gave it a four to five, uh, and then on the fourteenth, uh, I uh, that's all I watched. Oh. Like, like, I watched nine on the 14th. On the 13th, I watched all of the I Am Groot shorts, um, which are, he's, he's like surprisingly evil and like mischaracterized in these. I don't know what it is. I, I would not recommend them. They're, they're not bad. They just feel like weird that they're Groot. Like, dude, you don't understand <laughs> the massacre of Groot's character when he became baby Groot. Right? Like, like. Not even inherently by the movies itself. I think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two handles well. I was about to say, I think well, Two handles Baby but, Group pretty but no, well. Everything actually. else, <laughs> every everything other outside that has of touched specifically it. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two <laughs> handled the reborn Groot like yeah, a dumpster fire. He is really like mischaracterized <laughs> in like Infinity War and in Infinity War and Endgame and T-shirts and marketing yeah. and like everything outside Weird. of the movie itself I think handles Baby Groot in such a terrible way. But yeah, I guess the short films are just another facet of them mishandling his character cuz they're not bad, I guess, but they're not I don't know. They just feel weird and bad. <laughs> um, They're not bad, but they sure do. They feel, feel bad. bad, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, then I watched nine, and uh, just this morning before we recorded this, we watched the uh, short film. The version, short film, which is very good. Uh, shout yeah. out! Shout out to Shane Acker for real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, that's what we watched. Thank you for tuning into the episode, and we'll we'll see you next week with Roderick Rules. We'll Roderick be back Rules. with the Diary of a Wimpy Kid trilogy. Heck yeah. Okay. We'll go watch some good movies. Go watch some go watch, go watch Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yeah. Support it in theaters. Yeah. Go, go watch, watch Nine. Go watch Memories. Go watch uh, uh, what, what is Candyman. Candyman, yeah. <laughs> other other good movies. Go watch a good movie. Go watch that's, a good that's movie. That's my recommendation. That's what you should do with your time. Uh, and we'll catch you guys in the next one.